Good morning, peeps, and welcome to the football podcast where we discuss all of the goings-on in the beautiful game. Today, I want to discuss Marcus Rashford. Another enigma at Manchester United, and this is a player who, just two years ago, was being quoted, I think the company's called CIS, but anyway, they evaluate the values of players based on loads of different criteria. It's, you know, it's they're an independent company, they're not like some kind of benchmark for how much players cost, but, you know, some kind of gauge, and they use lots of different data to figure out, you know, the sort of commercial and overall value of a player. And I remember that Marcus Rashford was seen as the most valuable player in the world ahead of Kylian Mbappe. Um, Mason Greenwood was right up there but as well. But Marcus Rashford was worth something like, according to this company, worth something like £140 million just two years ago. Now, it's just incredible how far he has fallen from grace because this was a player who I thought a few years back could genuinely become a world-class player. We all know, we all remember, every Man United fan remembers when he broke onto the scene and scored. He he, he, he started a game against Mittigland, I believe, Danish side in Europe because Anthony Martial tweaked a muscle in the warm-up. So Rashford was given a chance, you know, came through the Youth Academy at United. Scored two goals in his debut, followed that up by scoring against Arsenal. I think there was a couple of goals against Arsenal as well. I just couldn't stop scoring when he first came into United. But it wasn't, even back then, you could see that he wasn't just a, a goal poacher, a number nine. He had so much pace and he was so athletic. He had really quick feet. And you could see that he was a very modern forward in so many ways, like somebody that could play anywhere across the front line, potentially, and beat a player for pace, for skill, uh, put a shift in, very hard-working player. And, you know, somebody was really, really cool under pressure, really, really good finisher. I remember early on in his career, we all remember he scored an incredible goal against Manchester City from the edge of the box. Um, and also he pulled Trent Alexander-Arnold's pants down against Liverpool at Old Trafford, scored a couple of very similar goals uh, close together in the game, which completely turned the game in United's favour, won the game for United, basically. And even the season before last, I remember under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, him having an unbelievable, might even have been last season, but I think it was the season before last, he had an unbelievable game against Tottenham, where he was just like hitting every single post of the goal, like the left-hand post, the right-hand post, the crossbar, uh, with bewitching long distance shooting and he was just I was in basically now obviously some people can point to the other work that he started undertaking the amazing noble work that he was doing on behalf of underprivileged children in the UK and beyond Uh, I don't think anybody would dare to take that away from him or, or use that as an excuse for his fall from grace. And I don't think that's why he's fallen from grace. Footballers, they train for a couple of hours in the morning and they've got the rest of the day free. It's not like he was, you know, his phone was off the hook in terms of how busy he was every day with football. Uh, you know, lots of footballers, even elite level footballers, talk about boredom because they they have this training session. They've got to keep themselves in absolutely tip-top condition so they can't go out and enjoy themselves and party or anything like that. They've just got to stay at home and 
a lot of them end up playing computer games and just doing other stuff. Marcus Rashford spent his time, you know, much with much more value and much more impact. He used his profile to um, to to champion the cause of underprivileged kids, which is wonderful. I always remember um, him talking about how he used to hear his mum crying herself to sleep, or he was awake and heard his mum crying because she simply couldn't feed her kids. I mean, it's just like just horrific and so he felt he had to do something about it and I wholeheartedly applaud that and as I said I don't think that has had a detrimental effect on his career what has had a detrimental effect on his career is Louis van Gaal, Jose Mourinho, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Michael Carrick, uh, Ralph Ranić. he's had so many managers in his short career all wanting him to do something slightly different some of them liking him some of them not liking him Jose Mourinho it took ages before he started giving him a regular game. He didn't like certain aspects of Rashford's game and the position he was playing him. And um, bad coaching in general, bad coaching uh, or a lack of coaching has got him where he is right now. Like, of course, he's got to take some responsibility for his form. Um, he sometimes looks very dejected and the body language isn't always great, which is strange to say for such a, a player like Rashford, who is, you know, such a humble, hardworking footballer, uh, who ne- doesn't seem to take anything for granted and is the antithesis of an entitled human being. But, uh, yeah, the body language was all wrong last season. Um, he just didn't seem happy. We Obviously, we had the injury to his shoulder and he was playing on through that uh, for a long time. But his form was way better when he had the dodgy shoulder than after he, he uh, recovered from that. So, it's been so stop-start from him over the last few seasons. And I think that the most important thing for him now is to get some good coaching, a clear vision from a manager of what is expected of him. Um, and and surely Eric Ten Hag is the man to do that. I think that this is a, an absolute blessing for Marcus Rashford that Eric Ten Hag has come into the club. Obviously, I'm making a lot of presu- presumptions here. If you listen to the football podcast regularly, you'll you'll see that I'm a I mean a big fan of Eric Ten Hag, and I think that it is the antidote to Manchester United's de- continued demise. I think that they need somebody who has a very clear idea about how they want the game to be played the sort of players that they want in the positions and and somebody that can execute and, and also to motivate players and give them a clear understanding of what is expected of them. And I do think Eric Ten Hag is that man. You know, he he built a team at Ajax that was, of course, dominant in, in Holland. I mean, when he when he came, PSV with the dominant side in Holland, but Ajax historically have always been the number one club. And so, you know, you could argue that it's not the greatest achievement ever to return them to the top of the Dutch game. But he also became... Ajax became really competitive in Europe. They got to the semi-finals of the Champions League in 2018, 2019. They got to the knockout stages again last season. And this was a team that, hadn't, prior to his arrival, hadn't been in the knockout stages of the Champions League for a good 10, 15 years. So he did a great job at Ajax. And the players loved him. And they all knew what they were supposed to be doing. And because of that, you saw not only a winning side, but a very, very attractive football side. So, you know, what can he do for Marcus Rashford? Well, first and foremost, I will say that I think Marcus Rashford will spend the best years of his career at Manchester United. He is 24 now, I believe. Um, is he only still 24? Let's just check that. He is uh, He's 24 years of age. He's not 25 until October. So he's got his best years ahead of him. He's already played 303 games for Manchester United and scored 93 goals. So he's got a one in three scoring record, which is absolutely fine for someone who is not a 
a dedicated number nine. He's a forward. That's how I would describe Rashford, a forward. He doesn't always play that great on the right-hand side, but he does a, he, it, when he's on form, he does a great job on the left. And he's played brilliantly through the middle as well. You will remember the couple of goals he scored against Chelsea at the start of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's second season in charge, I believe it was. Uh, first full season in charge. First game of the season against Frank Lampard's Chelsea at Old Trafford. Rashford scored a couple of absolute beauties. So he's a forward. He's an adaptable forward. And even after a, a terrible season, he's still got a one in three scoring rate, which I think will improve over time. But I think first and foremost, Eric Ten Hag needs to give him a position. And I think that he will play... If if Rashford is to get in the team, and if Rashford is at his best, he he deserves a place in the team, of course. Now, I think the ideal scenario for Ten Hag would be to have a le- inverted wingers, so a left-footed winger coming in from the right, and a right-footed winger coming in from the left. But he is adaptable, Eric Ten Hag, and he does like his wingers to swap positions during games as well. So, I mean, I can ease. I think Rashford's best position is on the left. Uh, of a three up top and I think that he on his best form he will be a starter in that side on the left with maybe Sancho on the right but um, what's going wrong with him well I think the problem with Rashford at this point in time is that he tries things ridiculous things all the time like he'll try and score from 40 yards or every time he gets the ball he'll try and take on two or three players and do something be, be a world beater every time he gets the ball and I think that his decision-making has become really bad because he's lost confidence. And he's just trying too difficult stuff all the time. Like, what Eric, what I think Eric Ten Hag will say to him is, just play a simple game, pass and move. That's what Rashford needs to go back to because he's a brilliant athlete. He's strong now. He didn't used to be strong. He used to be quick, but he didn't used to be that strong. But now look at the man. He's an absolute monster of a man, like a, such a fine specimen. He's got the power to go with the speed. And I think that he needs to start enjoying his football again. And in, in order to do that, he needs to go back to basics. And I think that Eric Ten Hag will just say to him, get, receive the ball, give it and go. So it's pass and move, pass and move. No 40-yard shots, no trying to beat five or six men. And, you know, of course, again, that's not his fault because Man United had so little structure in their play over the last few years under Ole that... You know, he did, the, the forwards were sort of expected to conjure something out of nothing. You know, there was that cliche that Man United, you know, they were just a group of individuals who had, you know, so many talented players in there that one of them would pull something out of the bag from time to time. But there was a lack of, of a system. And I do think there's definitely credibility to that theory. And, you know, so, so Rashford was probably asked to go and beat his man every time or do something out of the ordinary, do something special. But that is not how Ten Hag operates. Ten Hag sees it more than anything as a team game, as a game where people have to play for each other and where the sum of the parts is greater, where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. That's not been the case at Manchester United. So Rashford... He's so quick, he's so strong, he's got an eye for goal. All he needs from Ten Hag is is simplicity, a clear vision. Pass and move, Marcus. Receive the ball, give it back, get up that line, get the ball back, knock in a cross or, or cut in and have a, have a shot. But just don't try anything stupid because it makes you look ridiculous, man. And especially when you've got no confidence. When you're charging into... 
tackles, when you're miss, miss, when you're, you're making the wrong decision each time, when you're hitting the ball from 40 yards, scuffing the ball from 40 yards, it's, it's not going to do anything for your confidence. And I just think that Ten Hag will already have seen that. He knows there's a player in there. He's definitely not going to be getting rid of Marcus Rashford anytime soon, unless his form continues to plummet, which I don't think it will happen under Ten Hag. Now, will he be in the starting eleven next season? Well... We've all talked about Anthony, the Ajax uh, Brazilian uh, mid uh, winger, and if he came in, I think that he would play on the right as a starter, and Sancho would play on the left as a starter, which means that Rashford would be on the bench to start with. But when you look at Man United's transfer kitty and how many places they need to fill urgently, we're talking about a couple, ideally a couple of players in defence, and we're looking at Yuri and Timber and Paul Torres, ideally. They're going to cost £80 million between them. Then you look at Frankie de Jong, and I hear today Forbes wrote an article about how Man United and, and Barcelona have if, almost, effectively, they've agreed a fee for the player, and it's all now about the player uh, making a decision. He had a brilliant game against Belgium in the, uh, in, in the Nations League last night, and um, he came out after the game to say, he was asked why he had such a great game and why he hasn't, well, he doesn't play so well for Barcelona. And he said, well, Xavi doesn't pick me in my best position. I want to be the number six. I want to be the first person to receive the ball from the defenders, which is an interesting, really interesting, because I never really considered him as the, the furthest back of the midfielders, the person at the base of the midfielder, the CDM, the defensive midfielder. But that's clearly what he wants to be. And um, I mean, that would solve a massive problem for Manchester United if he's got the physicality to be the CDM, because also, as a CDM, you need to break up uh, attacks as well. You know, you need to cover a lot of ground and break up attacks. But anyway, if he can do that, then that really solves a problem for Manchester United. Um, but that's he's going to be 70 million. So that's 150 million. We talked the other day about how United have probably got about 190 million to spend once they sell, sell all their players. So they're going to want a striker as well. Darwin Nunes has been touted. So, you know, that's more than 190 million just for those four. So, you know, Anthony, although he'd been a lovely signing, it doesn't seem like he's going to be a priority signing for Man United, which means the door is open for Marcus Rashford to play on the left and Jane Sancho on the right. Now, what sort of backup have United got? Well, Ahmed Diallo's coming back in. We don't know what sort of form he's going to be in. He didn't have a great time at Rangers. We've got Anthony Alanga, who is, um, for me, like the jury's out on Anthony Alanga. But we've also got Alejandro Garnacho, uh, Spanish, Argentinian rather, international. Um, he's actually played, I believe, for the Argenti Argentine senior side. Or he's been in the squad anyway. Yeah, don't quote me on that. But he's an excellent player. A really direct, quick um, player who, goes to, who plays down the left. So, you know, youthful backup and maybe not enough backup. Um, Anthony Martial as well. Will he stay at the club or will he be sold? He's, his best days were on the left of the forward line as well. But, providing Man United don't buy any more wingers this summer, we're looking at Rashford on the left and Sancho on the right and pro probably Ronaldo and Darwin Nunes. Ronaldo slash Darwin Nunes playing in the number nine role in a 4-3-3. So, I mean, it, when I think about Rashford last season and I look at that, whenever he was picked in the side, I, was, I, was just, I wasn't particularly overwhelmed because I thought he's been so subdued, he's not going to put a great performance in. He's so off form, his decision making so wrong, his confidence is so bad, he just gives away the ball time and again. It's so frustrating for us and for him. But Marcus Rashford on form is a devastating forward. He's going to give all nightmares to defenders, twist their blood because he's so quick. And as I said, just needs to play the simple game. If he keeps it simple, he's a shoe in for that, for that first 11 next season. 
he can score he will he can score 10 15 goals cutting in from the left it's his preferred position he just needs to keep it simple and i think that I don't, I don't have any concerns about Marcus Rashford, to be honest, moving forward. Under Eric Ten Hag, I think he's got a great manager who's just going to give him specific directions about what he needs from him. And I think Marcus Rashford will deliver. So it's a blessing, really, for, for Rashford, I believe, that Eric Ten Hag is coming in. I think that he will play a lot of games for Man United next season. And I think, he, I think Ten Hag is going to restore him to the top of the English game, certainly back into the England squad. Even, you know, he, he didn't get picked for the latest England squad, but the World Cup in December, I think that with three good months under his belt for Ten Hag, I think he's going to get back in the England squad too. So not too concerned about him, especially. I think that the problem with Rashford is a lack of coaching. In the formative years of his career, he's, he's had bad coaching. Now he's going to have world-class coaching. Somebody that's going to take him aside, give him hours and hours of opinion and directions and training and coaching to tell him exactly where he should be on the field at exactly what time and what he should do with the ball when he's got it and I'm absolutely certain that is going to be the key to it all is going to be simplicity keep your game simple Marcus don't try and be teen wolf don't try and take on the whole team when you've got the ball keep it simple and be a team man and he will do it and he will track back and he will get up that line down the line all day long because he's such a fit lad so I'm excited about that and I think that Eric Ten Hag will save Marcus Rashford's career. As ever, you can follow us on Twitter at Football Pods and please leave a review on whichever platform you're listening. I will get back to you. Have a great day.